Welcome to the Hooked on Fantasy Podcast with your host, Luke Sawhook. And Hutchison Brown. We are back against all odds. We're here again to talk to you about some injuries and talk about Kyler Murray coming back into the fold here for fantasy football purposes. Um, first and foremost, before we talk about them too much here and get right into it, uh, go check your waiver wire now. Um, it's a timely matter. If he's still out there on your waiver wire, go get him. Uh, he's rostered in a small percentage of league. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go check your waiver wire. He will have a lot of value when he comes back. Uh, Hutch, have you picked him up in any of your leagues? I know I have. I can't hear you. I don't know if it's my end. I was like, you're muted now. He was muted. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we're back. Go ahead. Okay. I said I have not been able to pick him up in any of my redraft leagues, as, at least as far as I know, he is not rostered. Really? Everyone's got it. Yeah. Interesting. In my home league, yeah. I woke up this morning. No, I got I got, I got to double check and look through, but as far as I know, he is rostered. Yeah, I, my, my starting quarterback in like the league that's like the most important to me with all my buddies from high school, I have Justin mm-hmm. Fields as my QB1, which unfortunately we'll talk about him mm-hmm. later in the injury news segment. Um, so I was very happy to pick up Kyler Murray off waivers. I also got Jordan Love to start this week. Uh, but long term, I got Murray for free. Uh, didn't even have to use a waiver claim or anything uh, on the cheap ski. Got him just added this morning after waivers already ran. Uh, and that was great. Have him stashed on my bench now. So very excited for him whenever he does return. Uh, but yeah, I mean, let's just jump right into it. He returned today to practice. Uh, they activated him off the pup list. He will be able to return soon. Uh, the question is how soon? We don't really know. My guess would be at least about another two weeks from now. If I had to, if I had to make a prediction, I would target around week 10 for his return. But when he does return and when he is back out there, I expect to see fully healthy Kyler Murray. I don't think they're going to have any limitations on him. Um, and fully healthy Kyler Murray, I mean, he's going to be good for fantasy football. He should be at least a top 10 quarterback this year. And we've seen in years past him be a top five, top three guy uh, in points per game basis when he's rolling. So, Hutch, are you all in on his return? Or are you kind of cautiously optimistic? You're muted again. I don't know what's going on. What the Go heck, ahead. man? This is so frustrating. Uh, I don't know if I'd start him in his first game back. That'd be the only thing where I'd be like, I'm not so sure about that. I mean, if you want to take a, like a DraftKings dart throw, if he's cheaper, that's fine with me. But right. I'd be nervous well, playing him in a like a, I'd be nervous playing him like a 10 to 12 man league as my QB one in the first week. That'd be kind of difficult for me, but otherwise, yeah, I mean, he should be a great fantasy football asset. And specifically what I want to talk about, I love Hollywood Brown. I mean, I've, I've, I've been a Hollywood yeah, Brown dude. fan this off season. He's been someone I've really liked this off season and it's worked out for me. And so far he's a top 15 I mean, or sorry. He's just outside the top 15 wide receivers in PPR currently. He's very close. I think he's number 17 in PPR right now in terms of points per game. He's right on there. And averaging just over 14 points per game in a PPR format. And that's with Joshua Dobbs. And he, I mean, he's been earning 8.8 targets a game. Marquise Brown has. And we saw last year before DeAndre Hopkins you know, came back from a suspension. Marquise Brown was on pace to be a top eight wide receiver in fantasy with right. Kyler Murray and in the field. To your point, uh, another pass catcher I'm really interested in already, but even more interested, I think, is Zach Ertz. Um, I think Ertz is yeah, Ertz is really sneaky yeah. value in fantasy so far this year. He's been a pretty consistent option that you got off waivers. Um, I think he's going to even get a step higher this year uh, with Kyler Murray returning. Last season with Kyler, yeah. he was playing great for fantasy before he un- uh, inevitably went down with injury himself. Unfortunately, missed the back half of the season. But he was a top six, top five tight end, I believe, in points per game last year with Kyler. So now that Kyler's coming back, uh, I'm really excited I, to see what he can do. I would also I would also keep an eye on uh, Trey McBride, who saw five targets last week. There's been a little sure. bit of hype surrounding him from around the Cardinals. I've heard a lot of hype saying, 
maybe there could be a switch happening. He's a second-year tight end. Remember, this guy put up over 1,100 yards in a college season, a single college season, which is insane for a tight end. He's so he's he legit. could he's, he's a legit player. He's very athletic. He flashed a little bit in his rookie year towards the very end. Right, right. He is he's a good player, and some I would watch out for his name as well. Yeah, and then again, you know, just mentioning some of these players who have increased value. I think James Conner is another name to watch too. Yeah, when he comes IR. back, Currently, whenever he comes back, I think Kyler Murray coming back just equals you know less defenders in the box defending the run, which you yep. know, higher yards per carry for him, which would be nice. Also, should be scoring more points in this offense, which means more opportunities for touchdowns, goal line carries, all that kind of good stuff. So James Conner, I think, gets a slight bump from this as well, which is always good news. Um, you know, some of these deeper guys. Uh, no one really intrigues me that much from the Cardinals deeper. Maybe Rondell Moore gets a slight bump as well. Some of those deeper wideouts. But right now, I think the main beneficiaries are. Hello? I completely froze. I can't hear you anymore. I can't hear you. I don't know what's going on. We're having a lot of tech issues right now. I'm frozen. I can't hear Hutch. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what audio is making it through to the recording right now, so I'm just going to keep talking at the moment and pray everything is going to be okay. Hutch, are you muted? Mute and unmute yourself. See if it works. Talk. Hello? Yeah, it works. We're good. There we go. We got it. Okay. Okay. Anyways, what I was saying was none of these deeper wide receivers for the Cardinals really intrigue me that much, in my opinion. I think we're just going to look for the bigger guys like Zach Ertz, Hollywood, maybe a Rondell Moore, maybe a James Conner. But overall, I think that we're we're looking pretty much the same thing for the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray, though, is the guy to target, obviously, as we already mentioned at the beginning of the show. I expect a top 10 quarterback the second he's back on the field starting. Um, So he's definitely an asset you want to pick up off your waiver wire in leagues. And if you're down bad for a quarterback and you're considering trying to buy low a little bit on him in a trade piece, I don't really mind that either. We're going to see him out there. He's going to play. You know, it's about midseason right now, still a little earlier than midseason. I think we're going to see Kyler Murray get involved and be a solid fantasy contributor for a, a, a significant stretch of the season here. Yeah, absolutely agree. All right, transitioning here to some other players to talk about here, some injury news. David Montgomery, uh, out for a couple weeks, I believe, with a rib injury. Uh, I don't think there's a really accurate timeline out right now. I believe it's just kind of like a week or two is what I've been seeing. The game model has said a bit of time. They haven't put him on IR, so it's going to be within the next four weeks that he comes back playing. Yeah, I would. if I had to guess, I would say two to three. Yeah, I would say two. Yeah, two to three sounds like a good guess. Yeah, that's what's good. So what are your thoughts on the usage of Jameer Gibbs, Craig Reynolds? Reynolds is obviously out right now. Uh, I'm wondering what that usage of the backfield is going to look like. Obviously, I think we're both hoping that Gibbs gets a significant bump. Will he get a significant bump? I I really, really hope so. I'm not banking on it, though. I think that they're going to use whoever is the other running back there to kind of play the hammer running back role. And Gibbs is going to be Gibbs. Um, But I think they're hopefully still, even if they have somebody else be like the Montgomery role, I hope they still increase his overall touches. Uh, by a few a game, and he gets more action because he deserves it. He's been a very efficient so far. I'm really, I'm really hoping for like ten to fifteen carries and at least like six targets. I mean, like, I mean six targets alone is really good. So I mean, that's what I'm and, yeah, for. listen, ten carries and six targets—that's fine with me. That's plenty. Um, you know, ultimately, that. I just I'm I'm rooting for him to get more involved. He deserves a bigger piece of the pie, as we've already discussed yes. plenty of times now. 
Uh, Montgomery, I think, is a good buy low in fantasy right now if you're able to pry him away from the Montgomery manager's hands because they're probably in love with him and probably trying to hold him. But if you can get an offer out there and try to take advantage of like, hey, maybe your team's not performing very well. You need production now. Here's a running back that can give you production now. Let me take Montgomery. Maybe you can work something out like that. I would recommend yeah. doing that because when Montgomery if is you're like a, If you're like a five-in-one team, that might be able to wait a little bit. Like right. Same kind of thing with Justin Jefferson when he went down. It was like if you're like a 4-0 team right now, you might be able to make this move because you can wait a little bit. Yeah, but if, yeah, make, if you're sitting pretty at like five and one, you definitely can go out there and make a move. Yeah, like you're that. allowed to do this. But if you're if you're sitting at like two and four, you're not allowed to make this move. Like you need wins. Yeah, you need wins. Can't up that's what I'm saying. Like the opposite. You know, you're trying to buy in from those two and four teams who need wins. Yes. So I think that's what exactly. you should be trying to do, if anything, if it's possible to get them. But if not, I understand why it's impossible because when he comes back, yeah. I expect him to be like a damn near top five running back again because they just love them some David Montgomery yeah, in Detroit. They really do. They just hammer him away in that backfield, give him 20 carries getting like 60 plus yards a game, all kinds of touchdown work. Um, it, yeah. He's very impressive so far for fantasy this yeah, season. Absolutely. Uh, moving on here to the, the Rams backfield, uh, Kyron Williams going down with an injury. He's going to be out a few weeks. It looks like. Um, yeah. And then Ronnie Rivers is on IR. Yeah. Ronnie Rivers is not on IR, but Ronnie Rivers is. So Kyron, I, I still expect to miss at least two weeks. Yeah. At least. At least. Two. Yeah. At least two. So, I mean, we have this backfield here where it's, you know, it's Zach Evans, Royce Freeman, we have Miles Darryl Gaskin and, and Anderson. Those are the four guys we have on this roster right now. And to be quite honest, you can't play any of them this week. I mean, I've seen. I think you can play Zach Evans. I think you can. Absolutely not. No way. I think you can. I think he's the only one you can play. I, I gotta be honest. I don't like. I've never been a Zach Evans truther. I mean, he he went to college as a huge recruit to TCU. Got beat out straight up by Kendra Miller. Had to be sent away to another college. Then had a solid college career. Got drafted very late. And he couldn't get a single touch on the field until Ronnie Rivers, Cam Akers were shipped out of town. He couldn't be. I know. I think that he's the. I think he's the guy who's been in the system for a while now. He. Errol Henderson also knows the system. I know, but they signed him to the practice squad. I don't even know if he's on the active roster. Yeah, they they could activate him to the practice. They could. No, they definitely could. I'm just saying. I think if you're gonna play anybody, I think it's pretty clearly Zach Evans. Pretty clearly. I think outside of that, unless it's gonna be a messy, messy, messy uh, committee. I, I, expect, I expect Evans to be the top guy, at least. Um, I, mean, I mean, here's the thing, Hutch. The running back wasteland is so horrible right now. If Evans can get 10 touches, you play him. And I think he's going to get 10 touches, if I had to bet. Yeah. That's the thing. It feels gross. I get it. But there's a lot of running back desperate people out there right now with all these injuries going on, busts going on. I think you have to play Evans. I think you have to. I would I would do everything you can not to. I would, I would do everything you can not to play a random. Would you rather Would you rather play him or Najee this week? Najee off the bye. The Steelers get who do they get this week? Yeah, um, LA. I think. Oh, they get LA. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot, they get in the same game. For me, I'm going I, Evans. I'm going Evans. I, I think he has Najee. more upside. I play Najee. Do you? I, I play Harris. He gets receiving work at least. He gets some. Uh, no, he doesn't. He really doesn't, actually. Jalen Warren's been getting all the receiving work. He's getting most of it, yeah. I mean, Najee yeah. has not had more than three targets in a game. He's had no more than two tar- uh, two catches in a game. I'm good. Uh, he has one game where he had one catch for 32 yards. Outside of that, two yards, zero yards, zero Ooh. yards, three yards. Dude. So I think I'm going to pass. Shoot. Personally. I thought he was getting a little bit more than that. My bad. Nope. Nothing. Yeah. He's been getting literally nothing through the air. Warren's been getting, like, all of it. Yeah. I, uh, and that's been a problem. So I'm going with Evans. I'm going with Devins. I think he has a lot higher upside than Najee this week. I would I would still want Harris. 
Unless he's going to score like six points unless he falls in the end zone. He hasn't yet this year, and I think he's due, obviously, but the Steelers' offense is bad. I'm a Steelers fan. The Rams' offense has been looking pretty solid. I mean, listen, I know Kyron Williams has looked good, and he was the clear starter. I don't expect Zach Evans to do that this week, but I think if I had to make the choice, I think I would go with Evans. Yeah, I I would go Harris. I don't like. I just okay. don't. I don't like. I don't think Evans is a talented player. I don't think he was a talented player, and I don't. And I listen. I understand you're not a big Evans guy, but I think you're you're speaking pretty confidently about him pretty being bad, and we haven't even seen him on the field yet. You know what I mean? Like that's a bold statement. You're muted again. Yeah, but I I don't I don't know if you can just blacklist Zach Evans without even seeing him in a regular season game yet. You know what I mean? It doesn't really make sense to me. I understand your take about not liking him as a prospect, but I think we have to see him on the field, get some touches first, and be involved in the offense in a role that's significant enough to see we can either make a judgment on him one way or the other before just completely you know ruling him a bad player and saying that he's not really worth the hype before it even starts. You know what I mean? I think it's a difficult spot to be in as far as the situation, as far as the expectations set for him. Hutch is gone now. It's just me. Um, but eventually, I think you have to come down to it, look down the barrel, and say, listen, this guy is probably in line for the most touches in the backfield. I think overall, the Rams are going to need a running back they're going to give carries to. And right now, I think Evans is the guy they're going to have to play. I mean, obviously, I understand they brought in some veterans, and the veterans are capable of being okay, these these backup quality running back veterans. Um, I don't think any of these guys are going to come in and win the job while Kyron Williams is out. I think Zach Evans at least is the incumbent, if you look at it that way, right? Like, he's the guy that he, they're going to have to beat out for the job. Yeah. And ultimately, Zach Evans, I think, is the guy you have to start at the moment if you're going to pick one. You don't play any of the other guys. It, it has to be him. That's my, that's my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I get your point where he hasn't seen the field. It's hard to judge him, but – I feel like there's a reason he hasn't seen the field. Ronnie Rivers is getting Ronnie Rivers has seen 16 touches the last three weeks. You're telling me Evans couldn't have gotten any of those. Evans, no, I mean, like, he's good. He's legit good. Saw, he legit saw zero touches throughout the no, entire. I understand. I'm just saying. Until you never know. first of all, you never know. Yeah, you okay. never know. Also, Obviously, the guys that they brought in, they're not impressive. All the guys they brought in are not impressive. I think Henderson's the best no. of the bunch. Outside of them, don't really care personally. Um, and I think that yeah. Evans has the most upside, so you have to give him a chance. You have to give him a chance. And what we've seen Kyron Williams do, the volume. There's this so I'll give him a chance role. on my bench. I, I just have no volume, faith. In, I have no faith. The volume is enough for me to give him a play. That's why. Yeah. I'm chasing the volume. I'm chasing the upside. All right. All right. Last player. Let's talk about injury-wise here to wrap things up. Justin Fields. Unfortunate injury with, I believe it was a wrist. It's his wrist. Yeah, it's like his wrist or his hand. His wrist or his hand. It's basically, it's not broken or anything. I think it's kind of sprained, I believe. And it's swelling. uh, There's some swelling. So he can't really play or practice until the swelling goes down. Not placed on IR. I I, I would expect about a two-week absence from this injury if I had to guess. Um, I think he's not going to practice at all this week. Hopefully see him practice a little bit next week. Maybe rest him a little bit more just out of abundance of caution. But I would expect him to return in about three weeks, two or three weeks. Is my guess. Yeah, that's what I would hope. And it really sucks to see his injury because, man, over the last couple of weeks, he's been dominating. Yeah, he was really completely good. dominating. He's looked fantastic. Uh, not just like when you look at the numbers, but when you look at him on film, like something clearly changed, man. Like something, like something snapped where it was like, oh, he's he's different. Like this is this is Justin Fields. This is the guy we had hoped for right. before the season started. It really sucks to see him go down with an injury. Hopefully, he can keep up what he was doing when he comes back. 
But for now, what do you think of, I mean, the backfield is you don't start anyone in this backfield, right? Cause now with Herbert and Johnson both down, it's kind of like, no, right. We're not starting anybody in this backfield. Yeah. I'm passing unless you're extremely desperate. Um, yeah. The backfield is kind of gross. Right? You had to start someone to be Deonta Foreman, right? It has to be Foreman. Yeah. It has to be Foreman, but, but it, outside of that, it feels pretty gross. It's interesting though, it's the Raiders this week, man. Yeah. Biggest loss, biggest, biggest but, downgrade obviously is DJ Moore at the moment. He's oh, yeah. not very a viable choice. I'd even want to play flex him. Play it most. I would play him as yeah, a, a flex. flex. I don't really like yeah. it though. It feels disgusting. Um, quarterbacks to replace Justin Fields on waivers this week. I think the stream of the week, the guy you have to go try and check your waiver and see if you can get is Jordan Love. He's been a solid option this year off waivers already. And most of his outings last week, he was pretty poor, but most of the year he's been pretty reliable and decent. Um, and on top of that, he has Denver. Uh, and we all know what's been going on with these quarterbacks against Denver. It's been an absolute smoke show. These guys have been lighting the Broncos yeah. up, and I think that Jordan Love is hopefully not going to be an exception to the rule there. Uh, I like him to go for three touchdowns this week. I'm personally starting him this week in replacement of Justin Fields in my league off waivers, and I recommend I like you do the same. And if you are in pain, we'll be in pain together at least. We can go on the ride together. I like that. I want to – I'll shout out – I love that one. I'll shout out Sam Howell as well. Uh, Sam Howell so far is a top 12 quarterback on the year. He's been crushing it for fantasy football, especially over the last two weeks. He's been a top eight quarterback in each of the last two weeks. And this week he gets the Giants defense who they aren't great. The Giants defense aren't great. Their team is a complete dumpster fire right now. So Sam Howell is somebody that I think is worth a play as well. If he's well. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind how at all, you know, he's been pretty solid. Like you mentioned, kind of feels like Jordan loved to me in fantasy. He's a guy who's been, Decently consistent. He's had some some higher upside games, but overall he's been lacking in the consistency department. Um, matchup to matchup, I think it's interesting. They have they have New York this week, right? Muted again. Muted and laggy. I don't know what's going on. It, it's a weird it's a weird night over here on the Hooked on Fancy Podcast. We're making do with what we got, folks. Uh, but yeah, they do have the New York Giants this week. It's a pretty good matchup for a team who ultimately has not been very good. Um, you know, the New York, the New York Giants have been struggling so far this year, uh, across the board pretty much. And I think the commanders are an interesting matchup. The only, the only thing that gives me a little bit of pause with streaming, uh, how against New York is I just never feel great about divisional games in general. I feel like they're so hard to predict. And with quarterbacks against a, a Giants defense that isn't horrible, they're not great, but they're not horrible. Um, I think how is, is a, it's a cautious, optimistic stream this week. I like how. Uh, but I definitely prefer other guys like Jordan Love this weekend for your streamers in replacement of a guy like Justin Fields. Uh, Hutch, welcome back to the show, brother. Make I'm your sorry, case. man. You're, you're fine. Make your case for Howell. For Sam Howell. I mean, Sam Howell so far on the year, I mean, it's really been Eric Bieniemy making a really nice offense for him. Sam Howell's been able to get the ball to his playmakers, uh, not Jahan Dotson. I don't know why that's happening. Yeah, Jahan Dotson's been a ghost. You I don't understand. Him. Drop it's him been... in redraft leagues if you haven't already. Drop him. You can. You can drop him. But Logan Thomas has been really involved. Safety blanket tight end. Terry McLaurin's been doing really well for fantasy football so far. And uh, Gibson's gotten involved in the passing game here and there. Brian Robinson, the run game's been doing all right so far. Sam Howell's offense around him is just playing really, really well. The offensive line's playing decent. And Howell's just been able to uh, effectively remove this offense down the field. I mean, he's been great for fantasy. I mean, there's been there's like been like one week this year where he's been unusable for fantasy. The rest of the week he's been like a top sixteen level quarterback for fantasy football, if I remember correctly. He had, did have one game where he was nearly in the negatives in terms of fantasy points. Like it was a disaster. I think he threw four interceptions in that game. 
uh, if I remember correctly. Yeah, week three against Buffalo, he had four interceptions. But every other week, looking at my home league scoring, which is a pretty standard scoring six-point pass touchdown league, he hasn't finished lower than QB 14. I feel like you're just getting a really nice floor. The past temps have actually been there more than people would like expect. So uh, Giants and the Giants matchup is just juicy. I, I think I think he's a really solid play this week if you need somebody. Yeah, I definitely don't hate it as far as the streaming options go this week. I don't love. I don't think the wire is necessarily abundant with quarterbacks at this time of it's year. Not. It's not, man. Yeah. There's not a lot out there at the moment, but I think Hal and Love are definitely two top guys this weekend. So yeah. take a look at those uh, guys on your waiver wire. And once again, check your waiver wire for Kyler freaking Murray. When he's back, yeah, he's going to make a huge difference man. for your fantasy That's team. It. He's going to be a top 10 guy rest of the season. Uh, very excited to see what he can do when he returns. Well, also pretty good. Shout out to, I think, Baker Mayfield as well, if he is not yeah, rough yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baker Mayfield against Detroit last week. It was a disaster, but week seven, Atlanta Falcons, he could put up a really solid fantasy. The Falcons are not the best on defense. They're, they've been better than they have been in years past, but they're still not great. The Buccaneers, Buccaneers passing offense should be able to have a fun day. Yeah, I think so. I think Baker, Baker listen, I got to give him his flowers for a second here before we wrap. Um, I thought he was going to be bad. I thought he was going to be really bad. I yeah, I thought he was terrible. These weapons have really helped him, I think. I think the scheme he's fitting into pretty nicely, and he's having a solid rebound to his career. So shout out to Baker Mayfield. Really I thought um, we were going to see Kyle so I, I was a Baker Mayfield hater back in the days in Cleveland. I thought he was really overrated, and I kind of stand by that at the time. But now that he's kind of bounced around a little bit, I think his mindset's in the right spot. He's doing a lot of good things for that team, and I think he's uh, you know playing good football. So shout out to Baker. He is. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. Well, I'll wrap this week's episode of the Hooked on Fantasy podcast. Uh, God bless you all for listening through these technical issues. Happy Seriously. almost Halloween episode. Sorry, I guess God. the ghost of StreamYard uh, coming <laughs> in to, to mess with our tech. But I appreciate you guys all for which listening or watching live. We'll see you next week. Keep it classy, folks. Goodbye. Peace.